give me your podcast voice. Hey, fam. how's it going? This is my podcast voice. It's very similar to my regular voice. <laughs> Um, Eerily maybe similar. just a little bit louder. Louder. <laughs> Do you want to fight me, Genevieve? I might. I might be in a fighting kind of mood. Could That's be down, but I also really want to nap. Ooh, napping sounds better than fighting. Hey there. Hey, and welcome to the Wonder Binge Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about some shit, you know? We should probably hop in and introduce ourselves. Oh my god, hi. Oh my god, hey, you know how most podcasts are like, hey, this is what we do? Listen, we like, don't do that. <laughs> not a lot of podcasts do that. I don't know what podcast you're listening to. Just because it's on the hit tips for new podcasters doesn't mean it's a, like everyone does it. That's okay? fair. We're pretty normal when okay. it comes to podcast That's etiquette. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but anyway, Anyways. I'm Maria. Hey, I'm Jen. This is Wonder Binge Podcast, where we tell you stuff. What kind of stuff you might be wondering? Hey, there it is. Wondering. That's, got that's, that's the bit. We got it. Are you wondering what we're going to tell you today? Jiminy Wonder no longer. Cricket. Jiminy Cricket, speaking of Jim. Jim. Oh, our good friend Jim. Our good friend Jim. Guess who listens to us now, Jen? Who nope. listens to us? Buddha. No way. His dad listens to us? Hey, uh, Jim, I'm going to read your text message. <laughs> Love that last episode. I said thanks. Then he said, and Buddha has started listening religiously nah and i said oh geez <laughs> oh for anyone who's confused we call jimmy's dad buddha i'm not entirely sure what the origin is like i remember being told but being too wrapped up in the fact that it was buddha do you want to tell the fans about the laundry debacle oh my god <laughs> if you want to know about the laundry debacle with buddha you gotta it, Don't. you gotta ask me i'm not it, <laughs> you have to ask me directly <laughs> Yeah, what's up, Jim? Yeah, what's up, Buddha? Um, speaking of people who listen to us. Oh, no. Who else? <laughs> my grandmother. No! Connie, turn it off now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Does she hate us yet? Well, I mean, she. I mean, she's interested and she comes to me a lot. And she's like, oh, this episode, I have like a comment on whatever thing you said and we talk about it. But I asked her the other day, I was like, so, Grandmom, do you have any, like, con- constructive criticism oh God, why for are my you like podcast? This? Well, because, like, I'm just wondering. I'm like, hey, are we annoying, basically? And she said, this was her only note, the cursing could be less. Listen, I love you with my whole entire heart. You know that. You know this. Th- 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 this is not... <laughs> th- this is- We're obnoxious... 20 somethings that we we have a lot of anger and need to get it out it's in our vocabulary it's in our it's just but but yeah so my grandma listens to this and you know she loves it she just doesn't love the cursing it's not her thing so here's a fun fact this episode comes out i think three days after her birthday so i wanted to ask you if you're willing to do a fun thing with me you know our old uh shop professor in college uh-huh remember how he literally told the class he was like if anyone has a problem with me cursing just tell me and i'll replace all of my curse words with the word smurf i can't i can't <laughs> commit to that i'm so sorry we then. can pick a different word i, I just want to see if we can do it you want me to consciously i need a post-it note to remind me i already cursed oh <laughs> me too cursed. oh me too oh, okay God. starting starting now at this time marker it's gonna be real hard I'm going to try. Maria's probably going to fudge up. Oh, no. I hate it already. I hate it already. 
You're just like, this is a spooky episode, and, like, you're teaching me something, and I'm really excited about it. Well, you really might have to be aware of your words, because what I'm talking about is a game that is rated for ages 8 and up. Is it made by Hasbro? It might be made by Hasbro. Today, fam, <gasps> I'm talking about a, a Wega board. A Wega? A Ouija board. Luigi? An Ouija board. A wedgie board. A Luigi board. <laughs> a Luigi board. The actual term. Ouija board. Today I'm talking about Ouija boards. I'm sorry, I had a burp coming up. I, I wanted to laugh, but I didn't want to burp in the middle of the laugh. <laughs> so I like. I appreciate you. Hey, Hammy. Hey, Matt. Oh, how long were you waiting? How long? How long were you waiting? Oh, like two minutes. Two minutes. Curse more than ten times in this episode. You have to go to church on Sunday. <laughs> For every yes. So every single time that you guys curse in this episode, you should totally just put "wah." That is more incentive for me to try and censor myself because I'll feel bad about it. You're not much nicer than Matt or literally anyone else I know who would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna try and curse more now." <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, my face dropped. I was like, "Why are you insulting Matt? He's right there." <laughs> oh no, Matt would totally be like, "No, I'm gonna curse my can fit." Oh, my wah face off. <laughs> Where were we? You were telling me about Luigi. A Luigi board? The wall Luigi board. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. A Luigi board. A wall Luigi board. So what's a Luigi Ouija board? What's um, a Luigi board? <laughs> well, if you've ever played Luigi's Haunted Mansion. So clearly, Maria, you know what a Ouija board is. I do know what a Ouija board is. I have notes here, but do you want to just go ahead and like tell me Here's what you already know? what I know. Don't get too crazy. I'll try to be vague. Okay. So, um, it is also known as a spirit board or a talking board. It has the full alphabet on it with a yes and a no and goodbye at the bottom. Um, it was, I, uh, it came about during the spiritualism era. Area. Era. There are different rumors about how it got its name. One of the rumors is that it named itself. Okay. Um, another one is that it's French for like we and and some other language for ja just meaning yes <laughs> yes yes and i'm gonna stop because i'll say too much you know what? i'm just gonna continuously ask you like what do you know about this part okay you're about to know a lot more though oh boy <laughs> there's a lot here that i found very interesting so yeah for those of you who may not know what a ouija board slash talking board slash spirit board is it is a, a flat board like monopoly uh, that you use to communicate with the dead or other spirits, but instead of like railroads and boardwalks on the layout, it's all like numbers and the English alphabet specifically. I looked up the English alphabet, the words yes and no, and then the word goodbye. Like you said, the board comes with what's known as a planchette, which is actually the French word for small plank. Heck yeah! Hey, uh, and it's a heart shaped. Usually, it's heart shaped uh, with a circle in the middle. And it's kind of like the medium between the players and the spirits because it'll hover over whatever letter or word or number it's trying to communicate with you or whatever spirit is, you know, mm -hmm. clinging to the planchette at the moment. So that's what the Ouija board is. I want to give you the brief history. Okay. I thought it, I say brief. It's not super brief because I got kind of caught up in it, uh, <laughs> but I tried to make it as brief as possible. So, real quick, I'm, I'd like to pay some tribute to a man named Robert Murch, who basically dedicated his life to understanding how the Ouija, Ouija, I keep saying Ouija, how the Ouija board came about, and just so much more. So, like, thanks, Robert. Anyway. Hey, 
Thanks, Robert. Rob- You're totally alive, right? Totally <laughs> I don't think so. Why are we thanking a dead man? Hang on. I don't know. I mean, we can pull out a Ouija board and thank him. You won't let me. I won't. Not in my house. We'll do it in my house. Chairman of the board. Oh, well. We'll get back to that. Anyway. Did you say chairman of the board? He's the chairman. He looked up Robert <laughs> Birch and the first thing that came up with said chairman of the board. I'm like, I don't know a board, but That's really funny. he is the chairman of the board. <laughs> the spirit board. He's the chairman of the spirit board. <laughs> Literally. All right. So after the U.S. Civil War, this is a history check. The war ended in 1861. You're welcome. Thanks. People who would use DIY spirit boards to communicate with the dead soldiers. Oh, sorry. I said that kind of wrong. People would use DIY spirit boards to communicate with dead soldiers and lost loved ones. So Robert Murch is kind of thinking like that's sort of where it started. But once he dug a little deeper, um, he actually realized that it came about in China, which I'll get back to in a second. But anyway, so the DIY spirit boards were used so frequently from the 1880s until they were officially patented in the 1890s. So like once they were popularized, it was kind of seen as an innocent parlor game okay not so much like communicating with the dead which is weird because you would think like like oh these people are using this like sacred diy spirit board it must mean something to them but then once it became like a thing people like oh this is fun now yeah yeah i mean there's a reason that hasbro (laughs) gaming owns it the so the board wasn't actually related to the spiritualist movement and the occult until world war one Another history check that was between 1914 and 1918. It wasn't until around World War One that it was starting to be seen as like a tool of divination. Okay, almost like the tarot cards, where it was like it used to it be a, a parlor game, and, game then, and then yeah. people were like they made it something more than it probably was, but that some like people could hold on to. Uh, I can't wait for Among Us to become a spiritual divination game. <laughs> God, I hope it does. <laughs> However. The automatic writing that's used in Ouija board was actually seen, like I said, in China as early as 1100 AD. Damn. I know. So forever ago. Back then it was called uh, Fuji, which is kind of another word for planchette, I believe. My brain went straight to apples. Oh, I went to Because I'm too Americanized. (laughs) I went to the mountain, but that's Fiji. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so similar methods to the Chinese method were also practiced in ancient India, Rome, Greece, and med- medieval Europe. Ooh. But now the invention of the official Ouija board was actually created. Like it was finally patented, like I mentioned, in the 1890s. It was created by, there's speculation, but it seems like it was created by a guy named Elijah Bond, specifically. He holds the patent, or at least he held the original patent. Um, and he was helped by Charles Kennard. And then a man named William Fold eventually took over. So that's like the the chain of command. Kind of. So basically, like, Elijah Bond made Ouija board. Like, he created, like, the layout and everything and how it works. Charles Kennard produced it and manu- manufactured it. Then William Fold took over Kennard's manufacturing company, which was called Kennard no- Novelty Company. And then he started being credited as the creator of Ouija board, but it was technically Elijah Bond. Okay. Anyway, after Fold took over, he started spreading. I think you mentioned this. You're like, there's different speculation on how the Ouija board got its name, which is what I got really caught up on. (laughs) After Fold took over, he started spreading the most widely accepted etymology of the board's name, which was that Ouija was the combination of the French and German words for yes. Yeah. We being yes in French and ja being yes in German. Yeah. Yeah. However... 
However, the truth behind the name was actually born while using the talking board. Aha! I found this super interesting. They, so Elijah Bond was trying so hard to get this thing patented, but they wouldn't patent it because they wouldn't, sorry, they wouldn't patent it because they didn't believe it worked. So they had to prove to the patent people that this board actually worked. And they did this by calling in Elijah Bond's sister-in-law, Helen Peters Nosworthy. And she was a woman who was said to be a strong medium. And she would go to the patent and patent offices. I keep saying I want to say patented. She would go to the patent offices with Bond and hold seances in the patent offices. And while they were doing one of these, they asked the board, what should we name our new game if we get this patented? And the planchette started spelling out the word Ouija. The word Ouija is actually an ancient Egyptian word for good luck. Hell yeah. And my first reaction to that was whatever spirit they were talking to them, like talking to at the time was like, and good luck with that. Good luck, dude. That was my first impression. But there is speculation, however, that Helen herself manipulated the planchette to spell something specific and it got messed up. Ooh, what would she have wanted to spell? So if you look up Ouija on Wikipedia, which of course I have, at the very top in italics, it reads, not to be confused with Oida. And of course I'm like, what the fuck is Oida? Turns out, Oida is not- I'm just really looking forward to all the wahs. (laughs) I can't believe you did that. Turns out, Oida is not a what, but a who. (gasps) Who is Oida? Oida was a woman named Maria Louise Rame. You are Maria. Hi. Hi. Maria Louise Rame. (laughs) She was a women's rights novelist. And she was relevant around the same time that Elijah Bond was trying to get the Ouija board on its feet or on its planchette. However you want to say it. On the tables of Americans everywhere. On the tables. Was this in America? It was patented in America. It made its way to the UK. Okay, but at, at the beginning, he was trying to get it on the tables of... Good old-fashioned American homes. Boy, oh boy. You know what our home needs, darling? A Ouija board. I agree. We gotta talk to good old dead Aunt Mary. Who the... Who the... Why is that? <laughs> who the... Why is Aunt Mary? <laughs> who the... Why is Aunt Mary? <laughs> okay, I gotta get out of it. I gotta get out of it. I'm gonna start squeaking. <laughs> okay. I'm so, sorry for my outburst. <laughs> I gotta fix that squeaky wheel of yours. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Marie Louise, uh, she she wrote some shit. And she wrote under the pseudonym Oida. Oh. So that's who Oida is. Um, and Helen Peters was a big fan of Oida's. So the speculation is basically that she was trying to get Fold to name the boy, the Boyd? The board. The Boyda, Oida. <laughs> the Oida, Oida. She was trying to get him to name the board Oida after Maria Louise, who she admired. But because they both had hands on the planchet, this is my own speculation, but because they both had hands on the planchet, it just got a little fucked up. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to hear something so fucking ridiculous? Yes. Sorry, so wang ridiculous. You know how our modern brains, when we. You know your modern brain? When we As see opposed like to your not typo. modern brain? No, no, no. I mean our modern brains. When we see like a typo or something. Sure. Or when we misspell something, or we see something misspelled. Yes. And it's it's been typed. Yes. We look at, like, a QWERTY keyboard to see where the letters are in relation to each oh, other to figure it out. Oh, we do all the time. I literally just looked at my board to see where the 
Where my board? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. No, my keyboard. <laughs> my key, keyboard. It is okay. a board. You're right. I just looked at my keyboard to see where the J and the D were in comparison, and then I remembered that a spirit board is an alphabetical order. Yeah, it's and not is like not a keyboard. Oriented like a QWERTY <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. Hey, wait. High five on brains. Yeah, go brains. Uh, but yeah, so that's my speculation that it just got fucked up because you know she wasn't the only one working the plant shit, and it's just conveniently. Like, what they got, Ouija, is just conveniently also the ancient Egyptian word for good luck. Back to trying to uh, get the patent, anyway. Elijah and Helen had to hop around, a diff- like, a couple different patent offices because they kept getting rejected just over and over again. They're like, you're full of sh**. Every patent office thought they were full of sh**. Until they made it to an office in Washington, D.C. And they went through a couple different inspectors in this one office, and... They were desperate enough that they asked for, like, the lead guy. So the chief of the office came down with a proposition. He said, this is a quote, You don't know me, and I don't know you. If this contraption can spell out my name, you've got a patent. So they didn't know his name, but they put their hands on the planchette on the board. And once the board finished spelling out his name, the man turned ash white and told them, You've got your patent, and walked out. Nowadays, after a couple different buyouts, You've mentioned this. Ouija boards are now owned by Hasbro. Hasbro Gaming. You're familiar, clearly. For those of you who are not familiar, Hasbro makes games like Monopoly, Clue, Candyland, and they also manufacture toys like Nerf Guns, Easy Bake Oven, and Baby Alive Dolls. The game is rated for ages 8 and up. And recently, Hasbro, they released a new Ouija board, and it comes in various shades of pink. For why, though? For why? <laughs> well, clearly, Hasbro believes that little girls are the target market, no. market for talking to Wait, demons did and they dead actually, people. Did they actually make them pink to target little girls? Why else would they make them pink? Why else would they make them pink? I hate color coding. So, folks, next time you're in the market to buy a birthday present for your eight-year-old niece, why don't you stroll right past the Easy Bake and the Baby Dolls and grab her a nice... Hot pink death com board. Listen, get kids started in the spiritual world early. But don't don't color code kids toys. Maria, that's the only way little girls are gonna get to talk to dead people. As if the like board this. is pink. I don't I know I know you're being facetious, but it's really upsetting me. <laughs> Why? Because it's true? Because it's stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> Eat it. Yeah. Change the world. Anyway, sorry that was that brief history was uh, literally not brief at all. But anyway, now that you've uh, heard how the came about, how the came about, how the game came about, I can't Wah! speak today. You got or this. Or ever. You got this. Now that you've heard how the game came about, I bet you're dying to know how to play said game. I know some of the rules. I bet you do. I've, I've never actually played a Ouija board. I've never put my hands on the planchette, but I was present during a session. Um, my cousin and his friends played, and I was, like, the rule keeper and making sure that everything was checking out and, like... Did you get a whistle? No, I just, I just like, made sure that people were, like, being respectful, and I was, like, keeping track of the answers that we were getting and stuff. Oh, you were writing everything down? I was, like, the supervisor of the Ouija board session. Bruh, that's actually one of the tips I'm gonna get to, is, like, have someone write down all the answers and questions. But yeah, this is how to play, according, loosely according to the rules that come in the box. To start the seance, 
pick a person to be the official questionnaire. Were you mm-hmm. the questionnaire? No, my cousin was the questionnaire. Okay, so you ha- did have a designated person. Yes. Um, any co- anyone can ask the questions, but I read that it's good to have a person who's like purposefully asking the questions. Yeah, it's like it's like everyone can discuss what they're going to ask next, but it's it's easier for the spirit if there's one person that they know they're conversing with. Right, it's like Family Feud. Sure. <laughs> Family Feud Ouija Board Edition. Uh, next, you place your you place the board somehow on everyone's laps, not a table. You're supposed to put all your little knobby knees together. <laughs> Put the board well, between does it, all of you. Does it count if you put like a board under your board? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> if 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 you have like what's it called? Kotatsu? Would that count? Because it's low to the ground. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think kotatsus count. It's still a table. Okay. I think uh, you got to connect with the thighs. That's the spirit channeler. Oh, channel through the thighs. <laughs> yeah. The spiritual. Realm. I mean, that's basic knowledge. <laughs> This is grade one stuff, guys. You guys should know this already. (laughs) I shouldn't even have to do this episode. You You should all just know it. Anyway, laps, not a table, no katatsus. All players must place their hands on the board, specifically on the planchette. Tip, you can't really play Ouija alone. Oh, yeah. It has to be two or more. So once you put all your hands on the little planchette... You slide it around the board a couple times to get it warmed up. You just, like... You slick that surface. You show the spirits, hey, this baby can move. Once you get your board warmed up, start by asking simple, like, yes or no questions. Like, are there any spirits here with us? Establish that you're talking to something. Right, yeah. Are you a boy? Are you a girl? Are you non-gender specific? Like, you know, yes or no questions. Mm -hmm. It's important to be patient and be polite. You are talking to dead people. They're moving a little slow. Yeah. Unless you're in Call of Duty, in which the dead people move really fast. Uh, but when you're done playing, intentionally slide the planchette to goodbye, which is usually at the bottom of the board. And I'm remove sorry. Your hands. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. What the... F- what the... F- did you just say about Call of Duty? <laughs> is there a Ouija board in Call of Duty? No, but there are dead people. Yeah, so those uh, those. You made me people. think there was like a Ouija board DLC for COD. I mean, there might be. Matt? No. Oh, he's sleeping. <laughs> Shit. No, he's sleeping. Tips for not summoning an evil spirit or worse. Like I said already, be polite. Best not provoke the beast, right? Don't poke the bear. Don't ask stupid questions like what color is my underwear or when's Maria going to die again? You're talking to dead people and dead people are liars because they're people. Also, what is it with... Sorry, I literally just said I wasn't going to go off on more tangents. But what is it with living humans... Thinking that spirits know when living people are going to die. Do I suddenly gain the knowledge of other people's lifespan? No, I have the knowledge that I died with. Yeah. Besides, like, as me, if I were dead, genuinely does not interest me at all. Yeah, like, ask me, like, what's the afterlife like? But don't ask me about your lifespan. I don't know. I don't care. Guys, stop asking when you're going to die. Just live your life. Do not. Under any circumstances. Ask for physical signs you may get a vase thrown at your head. <laughs> if you're receiving any kind of negativity at all, close the board immediately. I've How read do that you close the times. board, Jenna? You always say goodbye by sliding to goodbye. Goodbye, take your hands off, sage the room, sage the board, uh, maybe like say a Hail Mary, I don't know. Let's keep this non-denominational. <laughs> say your prayers, <laughs> say your intentions. Say there is no God, but hey, good luck. I don't know. Ouija. You go off 
on like three points when you could leave it at one and it's a good joke. <laughs> I really do. I got something in that. Uh, don't leave the door to the spirit world open. Thank you, amen. Take everything with a grain of salt. That is my last tip. When you're playing with Ouija boards, don't take it too seriously. Because like I said, even dead people are liars. And if you make the mistake of asking, hey, when am I going to die? Some dick of a spirit is probably going to say, tomorrow at three (laughs) o'clock. And don't let it hit you on the way out. I like that. (laughs) Don't let the board hit you on the way out. Uh, Now that we know how to use the Ouija board properly, let's talk about why some people believe that it's literally the devil's walkie-talkie and how it's evil incarnate. We all know that, right? You're kind of like that. A little bit. Like, I don't want it in my house. Like, I'll do it. Like, we can go to some, like, abandoned lot and play Ouija. I don't want it in my house. The more we talk (laughs) about stuff like this, like, the more we talk about Ouija, the more we talk about demons, the more we talk about this stuff, the more I'm like, am I a skeptic? Like, I want to talk about the skeptical side of stuff. Believe me, I'll get to that. But, like, I'm questioning my own identity. That's what I'm here for, bud. What? I want you to never be solid on who you are. Great. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) So, evil incarnate. Uh, the Ouija's popularity fluctuated occasionally. So, like, obviously, it was really big when it first came out. But if you look at, like, Ouija board sales, it is actually eerily similar to, like, times of uncertainty. So the spirit board came out, or the Ouija board came out officially around the Civil War, which is obviously a time of uncertainty. It's the war. And we find other spikes of sales during World War I, which I also mentioned, the crazy years of the Jazz Age, Prohibition, the Great Depression, uh, World War II, Vietnam, and during several race riots. And I actually tried to find how many copies of Ouija board were sold this year. I was about to ask if yeah. the, if the sales skyrocketed in 2020. Because this is a crazy time of uncertainty. But um, information is not particularly public. I feel like I'd literally have to call Hasbro. Uh, <laughs> Do it. I di- I, maybe I will later. I'm very curious. But yeah, so the board finds sales spikes in times of uncertainty. In fact, shortly after troops were deported to Vietnam, the Ouija board outsold Monopoly by a landslide. And I'm talking like 2 million copies were sold. But even at the time, like during these times of uncertainty, Ouija board wasn't really seen as like threatening or evil. Like aside from a couple like Ouija influenced murders that I didn't really get into until 1973. So according to this article from the Smithsonian Magazine, it's called The Strange and Mysterious History of the Ouija Board, the views of Ouija boards changed practically overnight. I have a question and I don't think you have the answer. Hit me. Because it would be like a whole other episode the answer would be contained in. Do you know what, not so much what year they showed up, when in the history of Ouija did Zozo become a thing? Do you have it? Don't jump ahead of me. Is Zozo coming up? Zozo's coming up. <gasps> I'm so excited. I gotta stop doing shit that you actually know. I don't know this stuff is the thing. It's just I have questions. That's fair. Opinions of Ouija boards changed sunrise sunset. Uh, this article that I just mentioned is like crazy comprehensive. It has like pretty much everything I'm talking about ordered differently and like has way more stuff. So if you want to check it out online, you can go on smithsonianmag.com. And look up the article name. It is called The Strange and Mysterious History of the Ouija Board. Lovely. Thank you. Very specific. Right on point, Smithsonian (laughs) Mag. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to kind of bullet point the events from the article. Maria. Yes. You may remember from your own research on cursed movie sets, (gasps) which movie debuted in 1973? Oh, 
Okay, I have to think about the order because you had me go in chronological order. Seventy three was Poltergeist. Mm mm. Exorcist was not. Exorcist was earlier. Exorcist was seventy three. Exorcist. Okay. It's The Exorcist. Yeah. Okay. Exorcist came out in nineteen seventy three, and The Exorcist almost single handedly changed the game, pun intended. There was one scene with a Ouija board. Shows twelve year old Reagan accidentally summoning a demon using a Ouija board, and since the movie was supposedly based on a true story, people took this very seriously. That whole film. I think they show the Ouija board in that singular scene. They really maybe do. Maybe like two minutes. And remember our good our good friend Merch who uh, did all the research and Robert stuff? Robert Merch. Robert Merch. He's our favorite Ouijaologist, if that's a thing. It is now. He taught. He also made this comparison of like how The Exorcist changed Ouija's view overnight. And he said it's kind of like the movie Psycho. No one was afraid of showers until they saw that scene in Psycho mm-hmm. where she's murdered in the shower. And the exorcist, he claims, actually changed the fabric of pop culture. Now me, I can't help but wonder, maybe if like our little girl Reagan had an age and gender appropriate hot pink Ouija board, maybe she would have believed <laughs> Maybe she would have You summoned are upsetting me. A hot pink demon. That's You're all I'm saying. I don't know. I'm just saying. Upset. Listen. If they just gotten her the right Ouija board, everyone would have been fine. We wouldn't even need to film this movie. I'm genuinely angry at Jenna right now. <laughs> anyway, Exorcist literally changed the game. Not just the board game, but also the horror film industry. After that, Ouija boards were popping up left and right in movies, all in horror films. And not slowly at all. Many religious groups declared Ouija boards Satan's preferred method of communication. You couldn't see my air quotes, but I'm sure you could feel them. Um... <laughs> Even my soul. Even paranormal communities are hesitant to use Ouija boards, which kind of makes sense because, like, if you already believe in that stuff, like, you're gonna believe that Ouija boards work. And yeah, like, like bagel bites, (laughs) they bring out all. Sorry, um, Ghost Adventures with Zach Bagans, Aaron Goodwin. Wow, what a crew. Anyway, uh, (laughs) bagel bites. They use every bit of paranormal investigation equipment that they could possibly get their hands on, but. Ouija is always, like, their last resort. And it's, like, a big thing. Yeah. I do mention that later. You mentioned Bagel Bites? I mentioned Ghost Adventures. Oh, boy. Very briefly. In 2001, uh, the people of Alamogordo, New Mexico, were actually rounding up and burning Ouija boards. Nice. Along with, Harry, like, all the Harry Potter books, Disney's Snow White, for some reason, but, but like, in it. all other, yeah, there's a witch. The whole reason they were doing this, like, burning fest is because they were trying to, like, get rid of all the witchcraft mm-hmm. in the area, trying to, like, prevent, like, the young people from getting into dark arts, but, like, I don't really understand how Snow White, like, I know the witch. poison apple, but, like. No, it, it's because the, the evil stepmother is a witch. I guess, yeah, I guess so. Uh, although many of these extreme aversions to Ouija kind of died away. Like, right now, I don't think people are super, like, crazy mm-hmm. against Ouija boards. Uh, but there are still a lot of groups out there, including the Catholic Church, who still, like, warn against them. Paranormal communities warn against them. That mindset is still completely out there. But anyway, many more horror films would come and teach us all not to warrant with Ouija boards. Including the movie Literally Named Ouija. There's, like, seven movies named Ouija. 
the movies named Ouija. Yeah. <laughs> Paranormal Activity, The Conjuring, and a movie called I Am Zozo. Zozo! Which I will get Ouija back to. Demon. And as with any paranormal-leaning stuff, there is a fair amount of criticism. Oh, boy. I'm actually going to try and be brief on this one, because I want to get to the weird stuff that makes Ouija not sound fake, because mm-hmm. that's fun. Criticisms. Science. Boop. The use of any kind of automatic writing is seen as a pseudoscience, but the use of spirit boards in particular is considered in the scientific community to be the result of something called the ideomotor or adiomotor. I think it's adiomotor. Adiomotor response. What is that? Well, first, let's go with the Latin roots. Adio in idiometer means idea. When I first read it, I thought it meant idiot because <laughs> I'm always offended always. Uh, <laughs> no, but idio means idea and motor is muscular action. So it's adiometer phenomenon is a psychological phenomenon wherein a subject makes motions unconsciously. So basically scientists believe that anyone who sits down with a Ouija, it has a preconceived notion, conscious or unconscious, believer or non-believer, and that something weird may happen that's the idea mm-hmm. it's like something weird may happen and due to this your body reacts accordingly motor and this research was head up by michael faraday michael faraday is a he's a character in a book series we like called scythe he's also a real person so the ideal motor response is a potential explanation of the movement of the planchette yeah so like i mean we've already said that everyone has their hands on the planchette and if you're asking questions like are there any spirits here all of the believers in the group are going to want to move toward yes. Mm-hmm. That's a similar thing with dowsing rods. You're, you're, you're meant to just like hold them and establish a yes and establish a no. But if you're asking a question and you're like hoping for or like or worried about your subconscious is yeah. like maybe it's a yes. It takes the tiniest fragment of a movement to like steer them a certain way and Mm -hmm. so your subconscious can be creating those responses exactly without you realizing so like the person doing it will be freaking out being like i'm not doing that i'm not doing that but But like you are they might be but like (laughs) but like you are (laughs) my if if ever i get a chance to actually put my hands on a plancha and use a ouija board Mm -hmm. i am whoever i'm doing it with i'm going to establish beforehand we both agree that we're not doing it we both agree. Oh, absolutely. Because the amount of times that I have seen in media, in like YouTube videos, everywhere of people being like, I'm not doing that. Are you doing that? I'm not doing it. Are you doing it? Are you doing that? I'm not doing that. Stop f***ing with me, you guys. Stop f***ing with me. You're doing that. You're absolutely doing that. Dude. Meanwhile, it's probably if totally I am trying to freaking use a Ouija board and someone's like, where are you doing that? You're not, are you f***ing? It's like, no, we've already established that I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. We had, we had an agreement. We had an agreement. We've discussed this already. Now stop freaking out and let me ask questions. Just want a simple yes or no. I'm just okay? trying to have a conversation. I don't need to, yeah, I don't need you to be freaking out. I'm trying to talk to my friend. <laughs> but yeah, totally. <laughs> but now that I've covered the the hater section, we're gonna get to the fun stuff. Yay, fun stuff! <laughs> I love that look you gave me of like, did you just call me a hater? <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. This is the stuff that you in particular wanted to know about. Me, Zozo. It right? is Zozo. Yeah. Yep. You wanted to know about the alleged Ouija demon. I literally wrote Z0Z0 because I was doing this at 3 a.m. And I was actually paranoid that if I typed the word Zozo, something would happen. 
Um, I'm not afraid you are anymore. So cute. I, yeah, it was it was 3 a.m. That's hilarious. <laughs> I just was like, I can't write the word so-so. Something's gonna curse me. <laughs> so go ahead. I want to hear what you already understand about Zed Zero. Um, it is. I actually really don't know much. It's supposed to be a demon that is specific to Ouija boards. And basically, when you are using a Ouija board, if the planchette starts just going between Z and O, just back and forth, that means that, like, Zozo's there and you need to close the board as soon as possible or else Zozo will escape. It feels very much like an urban legend of, like, close the board or else Zozo will get out sort of thing. (laughs) I believe that, um, I don't know what letter it ends on like each line because there's two lines of the letters i don't know which they end on but i think that the bottom row is from o to z so it's it it would literally be the planchette arching back and forth across the whole board oh yeah hang on let me i think i want to look at that and then we can learn if the uh j and the d are next to each other (laughs) it's the alphabet (laughs) i meant on the board (laughs) okay uh the one that i'm looking at which is $5 on eBay. The O and the Z are both on the bottom row. Yes. But the O is, it's the second letter in and Z is clearly the last letter. So Okay, so it, it, is, it is mostly like an, an arcing back and forth across the board. Yeah. Yeah, and like the, the dramatizations of it have it like slowly go to Z and then slowly go to O. And then slowly, and then it just starts speeding up and just frantically going back and forth. I'm not doing that. Are you doing that? No, I'm not doing that. Are you doing that? Uh, Yeah, but. Yeah, totally. You, yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Um, That is the urban legend side of it for sure. But I've got some history on why Zozo is even a thing. Okay. So the demon Zozo, who also goes by Zaza, Mama, Ew, Oz, Zoe, and Abacus is the acclaimed trickster entity known to stalk the Ouija users by rapping on the walls, like making noises and moving things around and even possessing people. Remind me? Name a D&D character Abacus because that's f***ing dope. Such a good name. Anyway. I actually never heard that until now. Abacus? It's the, you remember the little I know what an abacus, I know what an abacus is. I didn't know abacus was associated with Zozo, Maria. Sorry. Sorry. You don't know what a calculator is? Uh. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah. So, claim trickster, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Zozo also apparently refers to itself as king of kings. Good for them. You know, it's good to have some amount of pride, I guess. Um, um, but I've also seen articles that referred to Zozo as Zeus. Uh, all the articles were from the UK and all the articles were the same guy, uh, but just like different articles talking to that guy. And it's this paranormal investigator named Paul Marsters. Okay. He calls Zozo Zeus. And that is, I tried to figure out why he did that, but like like the God Zeus. That's how he spelled it. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. I tried to figure it out, but like I kept just coming across Paul Marsters. Maybe he encountered Zozo, but it kind of hovered on the O for a little bit. So he thought maybe it was two O's. So it went Z-O-O-Z. And he was like, ah, Zeus. Zozo, were you having a day where you just spelled your name wrong to this one guy? I think he just maybe lingered on the O for maybe. a it, No, it's spelled like Z-E-U-S. Can you imagine, though, like, Zozo is literally having a day and just cannot just spell its own name? Day. Man, it's not that hard. Come on. You just gotta guide the planchette. 
Anyway, signs that you know that mom was coming. Uh, the planchette will begin to make figure eights on the board before... Oh, yeah, I forgot about the figure eights. Slowly going from Z to O and then rapidly zooming back yep. and forth between Z and O, repeatedly spelling out its own name. Which, yeah, it's, like, definitely dramatized. And especially in, like, the horror films, it's crazy dramatized. Um, but where does the hype actually come from? Like, where where is... What is Zozo? Who even knew that Zozo was a thing? Well, there's an article from Thrillist.com that reports that Zozo was essentially spoken into existence by a French author named Jacques Auguste Simon Collin de Plancy. It's a very long name. We're going to call him Jacques. Yeah, I'm cool with Jacques. <laughs> Jacques's cool. You know me in French words. Yeah, you, I hate him. <laughs> Can't say him. I always want to say uh, Jack Jacques. <laughs> Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes. <laughs> I know it's wrong. Um, but yeah, so he's the author of his, this book that was written in 1818 called Le Dictionnaire Infernal, which means exactly what you the think it means. The Infernal Dictionary. The Infernal Dictionary. This book is about a little girl who claims to be possessed by three different Zemans. Zemans? Whoa! I love that. Zemans Zozo. Three different demons, one being Zozo. But by the end of the book, it's revealed that she she made the whole thing up, that big fibber. So I don't really understand why people clung to this, because the book is literally saying this well, was all it's BS. Probably a like the part of me that is less skeptical and wants to be like that creature would be a tulpa, which is a being that is thought into existence. Right? Yeah. So and I, you're probably right. Like if. If Zozo is a real being, it's probably a tulpa. And manifested by yeah. like generations of thought and mm-hmm. fear and speculation. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and that's what a lot of the articles that I found actually said. Oh, really? Yeah, totally is. But like this one mentions it for sure, where it's like it, it was literally spoken into mm-hmm. existence and people clung to this idea of a fake girl getting possessed by a demon Zozo. I don't know why Zozo was even because it was three demons. It was three different demons. Well, so they how, hung how on to go. Was this written? Eighteen eighteen. So maybe at some point, skeptic side says some kids were doing a Ouija board, and one of them decided to mess with the others by just going back and forth across the board. It happened to land on Z and O. They saw Zozo. They freaked out. Wow, prank achieved. <laughs> One Level of the up. kids really clings to it, does some research, finds this old story, decides that that's what it is. Yeah, and just like randomly made the connection? And just decides that that is what that was. And then suddenly the Zozo of the story is the Zozo of the board. Well, you could also say that about this other speculation that Zozo is actually Pazuzu, the Mesopotamian god who is the king of demons. I've heard that before. But here's the thing. It's rooted in uh, the exorcist. Pazuzu is the demon that terrorizes Reagan. She gets possessed by a bunch of demons also. She does, but Pazuzu, as I understand, is like the main demon that's is wang with her. Gotcha. So, God, I hate that I'm actually keeping up with this because I feel I like an idiot. I don't think you should be. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it's kind of the same mentality of like, they found this one demon and went that's got to be it Mm -hmm. you know and like they did that with pazuzu they probably did that with zozo there's also speculation that the term zozo was actually coined by a man named alistair crowley 
He was an English occultist and magician and other things. He also climbed mountains. Hooray. But he's the guy who founded the religion Thelema, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. But he claimed that Zozo meant 666, the devil's number. Wait, like in in Roman numerals or something? What do you... No, just 666. I don't know. Z-O-Z-O mm-hmm. equals 666. I... Somehow. 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 Yeah, I tried to look into that a little bit. Interesting. Okay. But yeah. Sure. Why not? Uh, side note, this is literally not important at all. But I was driving this morning and the car in front of me had a license plate that read 666, but it was like number six, spelled out the word six, <laughs> S-I-X, and then another six. That's awesome. Yep. What are you looking at? I'm sorry. I went back to my Lucifer notes, my section on 666, to see if I have anything that would make any sense. Well, well, sure. Sure. Why not? Yep. I love it. Works for me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm going to jump back to Abacus real quick. Yay! My D&D character. <laughs> Mama's favorite name. So I went on a bit of a curiosity journey on this. I didn't just accept Abacus because I've never heard that before. Like Abacus being associated mm-hmm. with Zozo, not I know what an Abacus is. Okay. <laughs> You're smart. It was kind of, honestly, it was kind of tough to find anything because, I mean, first of all, because whenever you type in Abacus, you do get the ancient calculator. Um, but anything that had to do with like the Ouija board, Abacus, Zozo, like the first like 10 articles that were relevant just said, Abacus is a Ouija board demon, exclamation point, exclamation point, and then didn't elaborate at all. And it was really Thanks. frustrating. Thanks, Google. What I found was, the, kind of, was that Abacus most likely stems from the Hebrew, Hebrew term Abaddon, which is a place of intense destruction or the realm of the dead. Okay. And I know that's not a person, so stemming from that was the Greek name for Abaddon, which was Apollyon. And Apollyon is both a place and a being. It's both the destroyer and the destroyed and location. And Vaporeon is an evolution. And Vaporeon vaporizes you, therefore you are destroyed. Vaporeon vaporizes? No, I don't I think that's Vaporeon water. is the water one. Yeah. <laughs> Floods your heart and soul. Me too. Yep. <laughs> Just like us guys, we flood your heart and soul. Stop. <laughs> but how did how does this genuine question, how did that become like how did abacus become the ouija demon like that's what i couldn't figure out like i can understand like abacus like associating the hebrew word abacus with like abaddon maybe it was like a combination of things of like that association and then the association between like the movement of the beads on an abacus and the movement of a planchette on a board if you think about the orientation of a spirit board that the bottom row of letters is right above the numbers so it could be like sliding across the numbers. Hmm. It's like a not stretch. over the numbers, but like that movement maybe? It's could a be stretch, a but like I think yeah. That like kind of makes I were, sense to me. Like if I were trying to come up with something and I found that Hebrew root and I were like, okay, we can use this, but then we kind of got to like flavor it. Well, let's think about the movement. Like that's if I were like working on f- coming up with a trademark, that might be how my process is. Sure. Kind of figuring backwards. this stuff out in reverse is a lot easier than figuring out forward, but like maybe <laughs> I don't know. maybe genuine question, listeners. If you have information on this, hit me up. Abacus, like- Zozo, if you're listening, man, hit us up. You know what? Dude. Maybe we should just pull out the Ouija board and ask them ourselves. Ooh. Tell you what, I'll post a picture of a Ouija board. Zozo, comment on my post. Use your words. Man. At me. 
So please advise. Anyway, there are many accounts of Zoe dropping in on Ouija sessions, many horror accounts, but I'm going to focus on a semi-famous case of Zozoitis, and it comes from a website called True Ghost Tales, which is both an informative site and kind of a forum for ghosty stories. Okay. So in 2009, a man named Darren Evans from Oklahoma writes an account about his experiences with Zozo. Darren actually writes this article when he's about 40 years old, and this was written about 10 years ago. But he is, like, talking about, like, his life experience with the Ouija board, and he actually started his Ouija board journey when he was, like, early teens. Okay. So he's been doing this for, like, a really long time. But real quick, Darren actually wrote a book called The Zozo Phenomenon. Unfortunately, I did not have time to read this, but it's about the, whoa, Zozo, Uh, (laughs) crazy, and exploring who or what this demon is, aliens may be involved. And the movie I Am Zozo is actually based on his book. And he makes a guest appearance as himself. He's also been on a couple episodes of Ghost Adventures. He's their Ouija consultant, (gasps) more or less. I do know this man. You do? Like, for real? Just from Ghost Adventures. Oh, just from Ghost Adventures. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I think that's the only reason I would have known him, too, if I didn't look him up. Uh, Like I said, he's been interested in the occult and Ouija boards since he was a young teen. And on several counts over many years, the demon would show up during his seances. And it would first pretend to be a friendly spirit, only to start frantically spelling Zozo and cussing at him and at the other people in the room. What is Zozo's motivation is my real question. It's like, if you're gonna pretend to be someone else to, like, get a conversation, are you just lonely and you want to be, you want to get a little conversation going and you just want to have a little conversation, you know? And then, like, maybe at a certain point you're like, I can't take it anymore. I have to be honest. It's me, Zozo. So you just start spelling your name and then you get a little anxious and it just keeps going and going and going and then you lose the conversation and then you're like dang it that was a really nice conversation and i ruined it and then like 10 years later they're having another seance and you're like this is my chance you start having a conversation then they ask your name and you're like i can't do it because if i if i tell them my name and they'll get upset and they'll leave me again so you lie you lie you lie You're just living a lie. You're just living a lie in your so-so. I'm crying. Do you need to talk? Are you okay? Are you projecting? Are you okay? We can pause if you need to talk. I don't feel well. Oh, God. You alright, bud? Yeah. You sure you sure you're good? <laughs> well that was a lot of baggage. <laughs> I just really feel for Zozo sometimes, you know. <laughs> you can keep telling me about I don't, the stuff now. I forget how to read. That really messed oh, me up. Uh, Sorry. I literally don't know where I was. <laughs> Uh, cussing people out. Yeah. You know, Marie, if you just stop cussing people out, maybe they won't be so <laughs> afraid to talk to you. This about me. I was feeling Oh, so right, right. This is not about you. Yes. This is totally not about you. I don't cuss people out. No. I cuss a lot, but I don't cuss people out. I'm too anxious for that. Well, do you ever cuss in Hebrew or Latin? Because that's what Zozo does. Uh, sometimes. So, <laughs> I'm gonna, we're gonna go back to Darren's problems. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back to him. Darren didn't think too much or worry about 
Zozo. He was like, this is kind of fun. This like, guy again. The whole, like, oh, this asshole is back. Classic. This wahole is back. And he didn't worry about Zozo until Zozo tried to kill his daughter. Oh. Um. So one day, uh, his baby mama, Darren's baby mama, had put their child in the bathtub. And she shut off the water, left the daughter to play alone for a second. But Darren, like, poked his head out to check on her. Sorry, why are you looking at me like that? Because you left your child alone in a bathtub full of water. Are you going to blame a demon, really? I mean, hang on. There's a reason. Okay. Yeah. You left your kid alone in the bath. (laughs) I mean, like, I've... Like, she was a toddler, so, like, she could easily sit up. Like, I think she was old enough to know not to drown on purpose, you know? And, like, if you fill the bathtub to their waist, like, most toddlers are... (laughs) Most toddlers are going to be fine. I understand. I just... I didn't understand the age. Yeah, she can sit up. So that, I think, is relatively normal. But when Darren, like, poked his head in to check on her, the water had been turned on and now was flowing to her head. Like, and she was, like, kind of floundering a little bit in the bathtub. So Darren obviously ran in, like, like, took his daughter out of the, out of the tub and went and asked her mother, like, you know, what, what the fuck? Like, why did you do that? And... The woman he knew to be an extremely caring and attentive woman was suddenly, like, in a trance. Like, she was, like, distant and different. And she was like, I just left her in there for a sec. But, like, literally didn't care that her daughter was just drowning. And right after that, his daughter began to swiftly develop this strange affliction. Her tongue turned, like, rock hard and swelled up so much that she couldn't breathe. And she actually spent two weeks in the hospital, and doctors had a really hard time determining what was wrong with her, and I honestly couldn't find out even what that diagnosis was. And Darren, upon looking back on, like, his Zozo experiences, realized that those events of her, the daughter drowning and the tongue swellage, was actually, uh, like, foretold by Zozo in his last seance session. Like, Zozo made some vague reference to water and then drowning happened not really some vague reference to a tongue or swelling or something kind of yes so in his last session zozo promised to possess and eat his girlfriend's soul so it was more focused on the strange negligence of the mother like it was like something she never would have left her kid in a running bathtub kind of thing but all of a sudden she was and so so it was the baby mama leaving the water running the water didn't like turn itself on it the way i read it the water turned itself on okay but like the mom didn't care that's like that's what was weird was that she didn't care that like something weird was happening and that her daughter was about to drown (laughs) right right, right, yeah um but yeah so zoza promised to take over and eat her soul which i guess in a moment it did and then in that same session darren jokingly asked zozo Remember, this was before he was taking it seriously. Jokingly asked what he should name his new band. And it's spelled out Iron Tongue. Oh my gods. Right? Of every pantheon. Are you serious? Yeah. And like I said, the tongue turned like rock hard and was like asphyxiating her. It's crazy, right? I'm shook. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm shook. shook too. Um, Zozo continued to terrorize Darren and his housemates um, who would started to complain eventually about hearing, like, weird noises, like, frightening noises, things being thrown around, doors locking on their own, lights with minds of their own, loud unexplained conversations, and worst of all, laughter. 
I love laughter. Oh, we love disembodied laughter. mysterious disembodied Mm -hmm. laughter. And one day, in a desperate attempt to make it stop, Darren just yelled into the air in front of his housemates, I rebuke this curse in the name of Jesus Christ. And as soon as the words were out of his mouth, there was this deafening boom. Like, it was so loud that the neighbors came by to check on them. Like, he didn't make it up. Like, everyone heard it. And they all, like, went outside. They're looking around. They looked on the roof. And there was, like, no explanation for this boom at all. But it was, like, centered on their house. And what's even more freaky is that the demonic activity just stopped after that. It was like God clapped it out of the sky. Damn. So did he stop playing on the Ouija board? Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, this kind of happens. Right? Right? Now, there's, like... I'm not, he had a couple different stories, but that was the one that, like, got me a little bit. Um, but yeah, he continued to experiment with Ouija and Zozo. But what I don't get is why he would do this, because he literally won't say the name Zozo, because it freaks him out so much. It's like, if you can't say the name, why are you still talking to them? Like, lo- I mean, just lose their number, Darren, please. <laughs> I, it's, it's like an abusive relationship. It's hard to get out of. I mean, yeah, I guess if... I mean, I guess if you're interested enough in something, yeah, like, yeah, well, it's the it's, ghost it's, adventures. It's probably like a like a thrill seeking sort of thing, right? Of it, it can become addictive, probably. But like, it put his daughter in danger. That's what, like, that's why I'm like, why didn't you stop? You know, addiction's crazy. That's fair. That's my hot take. Regardless, Darren still fervently warns against Ouija boards. Uh, is always saying like, you know, do it safely, and. You know, he's like, you know, if you start getting any weird signs, close the board immediately, blah, blah, blah. And this is a quote from Darren, and this is how I'm going to close this episode. Oh, boy. Quote, it is dangerous, it being Zozo, it is dangerous beyond words. I realize not every session results in negativity, but when you play with this Zozo, you are playing with fire. So be wary of Zozo. If you're going to Ouija, Ouija right. Thank you, amen. (laughs) Ouija real good. (laughs) Treat it with respect. Awesome. But yeah, hope you enjoyed this last spooky episode. We know it's not October anymore, but you know, we love spooky season, so we're going to stretch it to the limit. Heck yeah. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at WonderBingePod. You can email us with uh, topic suggestions feedback tell us we're cool tell maria she's pretty all that jazz at wonderbingepod at gmail.com we have a website wonderbingepod.wixsite.com and thanks for listening to wonder binge fam we'll see you in two weeks i'm jen i'm maria have a nice day deuces calculators math